welcome back to the Sugar and Spice Unfiltered Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelvet. And I'm April. And we're here to talk everything, everything. Yeah, just about everything therapy, pop therapy, everything therapy. Everything therapy. So today, let's talk a little bit about what we're watching. Okay, let's talk about it. So are you watching anything interesting? Because I always am. Uh, you know what? Right now, I don't have anything like really pressing, but I heard that you do. So fill me in. So I'm watching The Ultimatum. All right. Have you, you've never seen it? I don't know anything about it and it doesn't look good to me. So maybe you can sell me on it. Maybe you can make me want to watch the okay. show. Cause right now, okay. I don't know if it, it, I don't know if it's going to get me. So ultimately the premise of the show is that there are couples. One person is ready for marriage and the other person is on the fence and they're unsure. Mm -hmm. So they're issuing this ultimatum basically and get engaged or I'm walking. And the way they decide this is by coming together with this group of about four or five other couples where there's a situation like this and they all kind of start to break apart, break up, start dating one another and figure out, is it that I just wasn't ready with you? Am I just not ready? Do I not want those things? And some of the people who really were ready, am I going to connect with somebody else who is really ready? Am I going to go back to my old partner or am I going to ride off into the sunset and get married now with this new person? Supervised cheating yeah oh consensual supervised consensual cheating it, it's funny that you say that because some of them go into this we're not gonna do anything and it's just like, fuck you mean you're not gonna do it. we're gonna be here we're gonna date for a week we're gonna then move in with somebody new for three weeks and not see my significant other for three weeks living in an apartment in the same bed with this new person connecting with them then we gonna break up and then I get to get back with you for three more weeks. I hate everything about this. <laughs> I will say season one was a bit of a shit show. And it just, after I watched season one, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'd do it. Season two, first of all, they switched the host. Good call Netflix. We was all tired of Nick Lachey's dry ass. So <laughs> they switch it to? Girl, I don't even know her name, but she was Cheyenne on Reba. Okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. You ain't ever watched Reba? I didn't watch Reba. Girl, get on Hulu, you missed out. Okay, that's not a miss out. That means that if it's that good, I have a treat coming. You do. Reba was amazing, but it's, oh gosh. I don't recall her first name. I'm so sorry if you ever happened to watch our podcast. You were amazing on Reba and you are doing a damn thing on Ultimatum Part 2. And I watched uh, Sweet Magnolias on Netflix too. Oh, she's on Sweet Magnolias? She is. Sweet Magnolias? She is. But <laughs> they switched up our host and this season is queer love. It's all lesbians. Okay. Now you know lesbians are rumored to fall fast. Okay. Isn't that, that's the rumor that lesbians will move in with somebody real real fast and their whole life will change and they be in love. They call it U-hauling. That's literally what's happening. It's cute. It is. So they have five couples they're all in like weird spaces. They break up. They start to reconnect. And there's some real toxic shit happening with okay. some of them. Like what? There's, so there's this one couple, Vanessa and Xander. Xander's like this little puppy you just want to save. And Vanessa is saying. Oh. Yes. Funny story about it. Vanessa and Xander knew each other in high school. Why? Because their boyfriends were best friends. So okay. they were always together in this little group. Right. And then they just decided, I think we're lesbians. Let's leave them and be together. Honestly, I think I knew uh, some girls like that in my high school, mm -hmm. but they ended up 
I think they like didn't end up marrying those other people, but I think that they would have loved to be together, but it was a different time. It was the early, it was too early in the, in the, yeah, it wouldn't have been accepted. It was, would not have been accepted, but I think they loved each other and I, I love to but watch their love. Do you think they did, they did some down low side stuff? Let's all hope so. Let's all hope so. You're like, I hope y'all didn't let that moment pass. <laughs> Took advantage because that was your person. That was your person, girl. And if you're watching, give that girl a call. Give her a call. They they all still know each other. That town was small. That town was small, honey. <laughs> Don't let love pass you by. If that's your person, fuck everybody up. Go get you some. <laughs> or just have a hot girl summer and just have a hot girl summer. We're moving to the ultimatum house, is what it sounds like. Yes. And so <laughs> the things that have been funny about this. We have that couple where Vanessa is just so full of herself and mm. selfish. I'm really wondering, why are you here? You don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. You're telling other people that Xander would be asexual if they weren't with me. They, don't, they would never be with someone. Mm -hmm. And Xander has linked up and fallen in love. So in your fucking face, Vanessa. <laughs> okay? And everybody else, see right through you, bitch. Everybody so you, has. You don't like Vanessa at all? No. She gives me cringe. I don't like her. Did Vanessa find love? No. <laughs> How far are you into the season? Um, I, I'm all the way up until the point where they're getting ready to make decisions. That is going to drop this upcoming week. Okay. So we should have led with this. Spoiler alert. But that's what's going on right now. I don't think I, I, don't think I spoiled anything. Though. You didn't spoil anything by telling that me that Vanessa I'm going to hate saying, Vanessa? You might love Vanessa. And if you do, that says something about you. But Vanessa <laughs> is Satan. And then I think some of the dynamics are just crazy. Like we have 24-year-olds issuing ultimatums who are ready to get married. Where the fuck were you at 24? Because at 24, I was not ready to get married. My parents got married at 23 and 25. Yeah. So some people are ready. Mean, but once again, different, different time, different day and age. So like, where was at I at 24? At 24, I was coaching high school track i was working at an agency i was working in a school but were you ready to get married probably and i'm not even kidding about it like i probably i could have got married at 24 I, I, but i like remember what i said last week i think i would make a great roommate or partner for anybody i can i'm adaptable i would be ready okay i, would be I ready. was not ready at 24. <laughs> what made you not ready because i just felt like for me Number one, I, I don't know that I've ever really been somebody that would have been ready to be with a man that was significantly older than me. And I felt like for me, and I say this because for me at 24, I felt like being married was a very mature thing. Like I didn't want to go into it with this idea that it's just like, oh, we're just signing some paperwork, but you're still just my boyfriend and we're going to be in it, out of it. And I felt like at 24, the relationship I was in was very much we're together and we could break up and then we can get back together it was just very much up and down in the air okay. and then i was was i doing grad school not yet were, were no, you i think i was you were in grad school 24 i think so okay because i graduated from undergrad by 22 and mm -hmm. I, I was yeah i was in grad school so i was still doing a lot of me things and mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i was ready to be somebody's wife and not focus on my me things mm -hmm. and i I didn't want to be selfish. Okay, I'm going to get married, but I'm still doing all my me things. When we get married, like, what if I'm marrying someone who's, okay, I'm ready for us to start on to the other things. Let's have kids and all of that. And I'm like, whoa, I don't want to do that yet. 
I just, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't, my mind wasn't there to You weren't there at that point. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. And so when I see that, I'm like, wow. But I hope <laughs> that you're able to do your me things now in your marriage. Or I, th I, I hope that you're able to have those me things still. Yeah. Because I think that there's a way when you find a partner that is able to, that you can have both. I think so. I think though, the amount of time that I need to dedicate to some me things is different. I felt like working full time and being in grad school, that takes up a lot of time. Mm. And I did not feel like I had enough space to like cater to another person's like feelings and desires and the maintenance that a relationship like that would have taken. So what's changed? I don't have those other responsibilities, those other half dues. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes even in your 20s, your friendships are super big relationships to you mm. and so people are like invested in those friendships and i have to hang out with this person i'm calling this person as we get older i think it becomes more acceptable that just because i don't call you or text you regularly or i don't remember to respond to you doesn't mean that i'm not your friend we might just see each other's lives on social media and like here and there but when i see you girl you're my very best friend and i love you and the energy is still there in our 20s, that's harder to accept for some people. Some people get real personally offended that well, you don't ever call me mm -hmm. or we don't ever hang out or you haven't come to visit me or you never text me back. Some people can get really personally offended and I feel like the older we get, we just accept that people have these other parallel lives that they're having to invest in very regularly and that friendships are not the center of that in the same way it is when we're in our 20s where like when we're in college, like, you live with your friends. It's a big party the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I do think it's important that people are able to express those needs, though, and let your part, let your friends know. I do want more time with you. I do want. So I think that there's a thin line between complaining and being over, being overbearing in your friendship relationships, mm -hmm. and asking to get your needs met because maybe that, maybe for you, that is important. But I think you got to respect where your friend is, too. But you have, I think you have to respect what their outcome is or what they yeah. say. Because they could say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that I wasn't giving you enough attention in our friendship. Or they could be like, girl, you're too needy. I don't really want to mess with you no more. But it depends upon where your friend is in their life. Because, if, again, if your friend are working, if your friend is, like, married. Because, right. again, it's like they have to prioritize that relationship. If your friend is a parent, I'm prioritizing my marriage and my kids. Mm -hmm. There can be very little time for another person. So I use that example. My best friend is married and she right. has two kids, mm -hmm. right? Our time is literally, and we live 10 minutes apart, our time is just on the phone in the morning, right? right? That's it. I saw my best friend yesterday, but beyond that, I could not tell you the last time we saw each other face to face. And mm -hmm. we live 10 minutes apart, if that. We could go months without laying eyes on each other yeah. in person just because during the week people are working she's momming she's cooking i have my relationship and then on the weekends family time for her or having to invest in time mm -hmm. for just her her significant other cooking cleaning grocery shopping going to get your hair done because again my my maintenance is very important to me mm -hmm. very important to me and i'm not gonna lie i will not show up or cancel on somebody else because i'm prioritizing my self-care need that i have to get my hair done I have to go get waxed. I, that is something that makes me feel good and able to function and cope with daily life if I do that, that once a month like day.
maintenance. Yes, and yeah. I, I'm not going to give that up or book it, underbook it for anybody. I don't. I think that's really important. But I also think that if your friends or family or people are asking you for more time, mm -hmm. I think that's something that you can be introspective about, or somebody, not you, but like people can be introspective about it and say, do I have more time? Do I have more bandwidth? And if not, maybe some of those relationships are not, you're not prioritizing them in a way where those people are going to stay in your life. I wish that we could all have those conversations and the other person could be understanding because you certainly can voice that you need more time. But can you be okay if someone says, I don't have much more to give than what I have? Does that mean that we can't be friends anymore? Does that mean you need to have a hissy fit? Like Nobody said a hissy fit, but I, it might be something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, it just, different strokes for different folks and different different relationships just work in a different way so as far as how this kind of connects to the ultimatum you're seeing so many different relationships right and i find it so ironic that in some of the situations somebody is issuing an ultimatum because they're thinking their relationship that person's the problem and then they get into another relationship and well, you have been the toxic one. Mm. You were toxic in this new relationship and you were toxic in your old situation. Okay. And I know you might be ready for marriage, but you have not done any of the self-work. So, and, and what do you think marriage is? Just us being together? <laughs> if we are toxic together, why do we need to get married? So now that we're tied to each other and toxic. Yeah, I, so I, 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 I might have to watch this show because I feel like... First of all, I hate when people give other people an ultimatum. Toxic in general. We're giving ultimate. <laughs> but it's like, I'm glued to the television. Wow, you're, you got the nerve to be given an ultimatum. Or wow, you're giving this person an ultimatum who is just such an asshole. Want better for yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. Do I need to give somebody an ultimatum? I See, my thing is, before we get to the ultimatum, have you expressed your other needs? Have you told that person what you needed before this? Yes. Why are we on a TV show when it just, it just sounds like it was a lot of steps before yeah. that we could have took before we get to the ultimatum? And we don't see any of those steps. Right. We get a, a brief snippet of someone's story. Yeah. And there are some where I could see when you guys are getting into this and I think ultimately for some people who issued the ultimatum mm -hmm. I think you're trying to guilt your partner into thinking wow I could lose you yeah so that they can go ahead and respond and say okay let's get married so you can get what you want mm -hmm. which is not good okay <laughs> and but you're taking the risk too as the person giving the ultimatum because your partner may say fuck it I don't really care or what do you do when they link up with somebody and they're like I am ready for marriage now I just wasn't ready with you I think that person's probably gonna have to accept that. Is that did that happen on season one? Don't don't don't. Oh no spoilers! No, no, spoilers. no spoilers! You gotta watch. You gotta it. watch it. But it, for me, it was it's an entertaining thing. What? I oh, I am not entertained by people making poor decisions. But that's also all the TV that I watch. So yes, I love it. That's just, I love it. I tell people all the time, like, I love good trash reality TV. I really do, because I like to watch it from my therapeutic lens, but even just to just veg out and watch it and laugh at the stuff that's happening. Because I don't get to laugh at people's everyday lives. I would never, like, because again, this stuff could be happening to a client, and we're approaching it with all seriousness, and I don't even know that we reflect on it and feel entertained in the same way that this is happening on television. And I feel like passively, maybe I'm thinking a lot of this is scripted and it is for entertainment. I think a lot of it is scripted. I really do. This is, I don't, that's, 
So, season one of Love is Blind, I am almost convinced that her and Cam knew each other before. That Lauren, really? I'm almost convinced that's not real. Like, I'm almost, <laughs> I am, because if that was real, I got to watch somebody fall in love in front of me. And it was so genuine and so beautiful. That's the but there's almost no way that was real. They can be. If you want to be a guest on this show, you can because I don't Prove buy it. To her Prove it. Real. Because I felt like it was just too good. It was just too good. It was just too genuine. Oh, it was her. too pure. It was too honest. Cam is like giving robot boyfriend realness. I just, I don't know. Cam is giving. Babe, you forgot your bonnet. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, God, you understood it. You brought it to me. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I need that bonnet, bonnet giver kind of love. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, I think was, I feel like we we get a snapshot. And to be honest, I, I'm thinking part of it is the editing too, because I think maybe they did have some hiccups or some roadblocks. But because the rest of the season was a shit show, yeah. we need to snapshot something that's going to look like this can work so that we can have season two, season three. Season two was so bad that I almost stopped watching. Season three kind of saved the show. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I felt Wait, that season... Finish... Wait. What? I didn't even finish watching season three. I didn't even go hold you. I didn't even finish watching season three. See? And that's the thing. Like, I, I truck through it just because there's very few shows that my husband and I will watch together. Yeah. And we'd be on the edge of our seat just watching it. But even with season three, I think as we were watching it, there was times where we would have to like, we would be doing something and he would go, come on, let's just sit and watch this. I'm like, do we have to? We started it. Come on. And we were like making ourselves watch season three. And I just hated it because again, you all, some people were just too toxic to be there. And it was just like, Oh my gosh. So I think I know what I like. I like the pods. Mm -hmm. Oh, the idea of falling in love without seeing the other person. That's giving you fairy tale. I did that. How? Oh, with my husband. You fell in love with, you had never seen him before you met him. So it's a funny story, but we have a mutual friend, right? So this mutual friend was dating a friend of mine. So you're and telling <laughs> When he would come visit that friend of mine, he just played me like, April, why you ain't got no man? And I just kind of really was just like, I just don't, I haven't clicked with anyone. It's not that I couldn't have one. I just, I'm not feeling what's in the pool around me. And he was just like, say less. I got somebody for you. And I was like, I doubt it. And one day he called me and he was just like, what are you doing? And I was just like, I'm not doing anything. He said, good. And he put him on the phone mm -hmm. and we talked for like an hour and a half. And he said, can I call you again? And he just would call me regularly. And this, I was in high school when this happened. So he would just call me. And there were days he would call me and I would be in school and it didn't click to me. Why the fuck is he not in school? Or why, why is he calling me and I'm in school? What are you doing? That didn't click to me when we were just talking to him. Why was he calling when you were in school? What, like, what was that? Like, how was he talking? Was he just on his phone at school? If he went, he was just doing what he wanted <laughs> to do. But we just talked a lot. And this was back in the era of, when I went to high school, I think by the time I was in high school, there was the razor flip phone. Those pictures were like really bad, right, very grainy. Right. So a picture was not, 
that wasn't always a guarantee of what you was going to get back in there. Those were like ugh, iffy photos. Okay. So that was what we had. Mm -hmm. So we didn't see each other. And I think we had spoke. We talked for maybe three months before we decided to see each other in person. What was the pose that you did in your picture when you sent him the picture? Oh, I don't even were you know. Were like this? Two fingers up. No, I definitely wasn't giving that. But I feel like, like facing the back away from the camera. So you were like looking over your shoulder. No, I don't even recall. I don't even recall. Probably something just off my MySpace or Facebook from back then. So I don't even remember. You were like posed like hands on hips. I don't see. No, I don't think I was even giving full body shots or anything. Oh. I think it was just all like head shots or whatever. But oh. he felt confident because I, his friend would say like describe me. Okay, that's fair. So he was that's like, fair. he okay. just described me and he was like, okay, cool. But his friend never described him to me. Mm. So I didn't really know. And like from the pictures, the pictures were accurate. But like, they were like, we know, bad pictures. They're bad. Pixelated they're, bad they're pictures. Just, they were just not see. good back no. at that point in time. We were talking for maybe like two months and he asked me to meet his girlfriend. And I was just like, no. Because I just kind of was like, we're friends, we're talking. But I, I feel weird about that. Mm -hmm. And so then one day he met me at the mall because I was working. Okay. Yes. Where'd you work in the mall? Randall? I was at Richmond Mall. You worked at Richmond Mall. Okay. You so, worked at Auntie Annie's. No. <laughs> you worked at Claire's. No. Where'd you work at? I didn't work for the mall. I worked for like this advertising like company that hired people to like, pop up and do things. So I was working like their advertising something for a bank or whatever. So I was wearing like a t-shirt and some khakis or whatever. And so I recall Bath and Body Works. So I recalled and I was standing there and I got a call and like he was like far away and like secretly now he says I called from far away so that I could see who picked up the phone and make sure it was really cool because if he wasn't what I was expecting I was gonna walk out and leave okay he was gonna ghost me and leave me at the mall and so he saw me there yes at the mall we hung out we had lunch he was still just as sweet we had our first kiss there I kissed him he didn't kiss me at the mall yeah what y'all have to eat subway Okay, that's next to the Sabaro. Okay, okay. <laughs> and he met my mom and my sister the same day because okay. we hung out. But as we were leaving, like, I, my mother was picking me up. So, okay. this is who this is or whatever. And then that just sparked things from there. Mm. And then we broke up, I want to say, like, maybe two months later because he told me that he loved me. And I was just like, ah, you're doing too much. What do you mean you love me? We're teenagers. Do not say that to me. And he said that he loved me and I broke up with him. Okay. What is that? What was going on? What kind of feelings? You know what? This isn't therapy. I mean, it was, it was just a lot. It was just a lot for me. But the point is, we got, obviously, we got back together, we're married and everything. But that's how with my husband. We, we were able to make that connection. We spoke for, like, months just about everything before you saw we, we saw each other, before there was, like, anything physical in it. Because, again, you like, and I think that was probably what I was not drawn to in high school. Was what? All the physical pressures like mm. everyone's boyfriends and girlfriends everyone's like you're kissing and touching all over each other all of the time mm -hmm. we're having premature sex that's not even gratifying at this particular age mm. and then people are getting broke up with because these boys have these teenage hormones and they're cheating on you and having sex with other people and you're so hurt and blah 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 it wasn't for me riverdale yeah it, it was not for me and i just was like eh, no yeah. I, I need something different from this mm. and to say it i just felt like i needed somebody a little bit harder than what was around me okay okay yeah yeah because you lived in i was in streetsboro the deep, bur the deep burbs yeah the 
deep burbs and I felt like y'all soft. I, it's not for me. That wasn't even called the county. You was like, you was Portage. a summit. You were Portage County? Portage. Yikes. And I just felt like, mm, right. I'm not really feeling any of y'all for real. Because a lot of the kids came to school in a horse and buggy or on a... <laughs> Or they came to school. <laughs> no, but it was given that vibe. Like it just was on a tractor. They came to school on a tractor. It just wasn't somebody. for me. And because so, my mother was just like, "Where did you find him?" I was like, "Down the way." Very so much that. Because he down the way because he went to Collinwood. And my mother was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Streets girl, Collinwood. How did that connect? And I was just like, "I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> I like it." He'll pull up and he'll yoke somebody up in a heartbeat, and I like it. That's what. That's what we're looking for. Somebody That's what I needed. To yoke somebody up for our love. Absolutely. That concludes another wonderful episode of the Sugar and Spice Unfiltered Therapist Podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye.